Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Welcome back, guys. It's Thursday afternoon. We are now officially one week into fall camp, and I am live with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. Man, camp is really flying by. These first This first week has really gone by quickly, probably because I'm getting up so early that all the days are starting to blur together, but it's been nice. It's been nice and cool. I've been able to get some pretty cool photos. We're posting those over some are on the site, some are on my Twitter account, at Justin T. Michael. You can follow me on Instagram as well, the same handle. They are also published uh, or retweeted from the BSN Rams account, so definitely make sure you're checking out all the photos I'm posting. I'm not as good as Nick Monaghan, who shoots for CSU football. He is a god with the camera, uh, definitely has significantly better equipment than me as well, but He's much more talented. Even if we had the same equipment, it would not matter. But uh, I, th- I think I'm getting, I'm getting a handle for it. Uh, I'm having, having fun shooting photos out there. It's something I enjoy every day. Probably can't take quite as good a note, so I probably should focus a little less on photos. But it's a little bit of hobby of mine, so definitely check those out. It's going to be a pretty fun show today. I'm going to talk about three players from the offense that I think have potential to be really good this year. We're going to talk about some guys in the NFL that could be in for big years as well, some former CSU players, and then we're going to talk just slightly about the Broncos preseason game. Josh Watson, of course, is playing for Denver, trying to earn a roster spot, so pretty loaded show altogether, but let's just start with three players on the offensive side that. I have there these are just three guys that have caught my eye. They're not necessarily players that have been talked a lot about by the coaches or even people that I've been able to talk to yet, but these are just guys that I find myself constantly watching in the periods that we're allowed to watch. Uh, you know, I've reiterated multiple times that in the early stages of camp, we don't get to see a ton of contact because we're mostly just seeing, you know, stretches and individual periods before they really ramp things up they always kick us off the field but we are going to get to see a full practice in about on monday 
So on Monday, we should have a better idea of the defensive side because the truth is we just haven't really gotten to watch a ton of defense at this point. But here are three guys that I think may be in for big seasons. We're going to start with uh, wide receiver Nate Craig Myers. He, of course, transferred over from Auburn in the offseason. Probably going to miss the first two games, at least for transfer rules. Um, I know CSU applied for a waiver. I'm not really sure on what grounds they applied for that waiver. But he's a veteran. He's a dude that can come in and play right away. As I said, I've said multiple times, other than Warren Jackson, CSU didn't really have a lot of size at wide receiver this year. It's why they moved six foot four Braylon Scott over from safety, along with the depth they have there, but they just kind of lacked depth at wide receiver, especially size. They got a lot of smaller, faster guys. A lot of speed, man. Uh, keep an eye out for freshman Dante Wright, because this, this kid can fly. Kyle Neves pointed that out today. He's, you know, he's a true freshman, but he's out here faster than ever, oh, pretty much everyone on the field. And that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive to come in as an 18-year-old kid and be running faster than some of these guys that have been lifting in the, in the program for a couple years. But uh, I've I've been watching Nate Craig Myers a lot, mostly just out of curiosity. We haven't seen him before, obviously, so we want to get to know him. Uh, we, we haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. We're hoping that we're going to get to talk to him once fall camp is over. Him, Jalen Bates, Tron Folsom, Andre Neal, some of these guys that have transferred in. We don't really know like when that'll actually be. I'm hoping that once the regular season starts, since these are all experienced players that have played before, that we'll get to talk to them, but we'll see. What what jumped out to me about Nate Craig Myers today was just his attention to detail. He, they were working on indie routes with the coaches today, and Craig Myers, on back-to-back times, he was kind of running a hard dig, like 10 yards, turn around, come back to the quarterback and two times in a row he lost his footing and slipped the first time slipped didn't even have a chance at the ball second time slipped it went off his hands starting to look a little frustrated but Craig Myers gets up and you know he's like no hell no we're gonna run that again and he runs it a third time does it fine great play they move on but it's just that presence of wanting to do things right and not be willing to move on until you do them right is something that this team lacked in the past. You know, we've heard so much that these guys are holding each other more accountable, but you also got to hold yourself accountable. And Nate Craig Myers proved in that instance that he's going to hold himself accountable. And that's, that's what veterans do. And that's what you're hoping for when you get a transfer guy. Sometimes transfers come in and they're all about themselves, you know, especially if it's a guy when you're coming from an SEC program and you're transferring down, you know, you, you could be kind of full of yourself and, and not think that you need to work as hard as some of the other guys. And what I've seen from Nate Craig Myers this week, that's definitely not the case. He seems to be a really hard worker. It's encouraging. The, the wide receiver room, they're going to need him. So keep an eye out on Nate Craig Myers. Keeping it in the skill position players, the second guy that's really caught my attention through the first week has been Griffin Hammer. Hammer is a redshirt sophomore tight end, has yet to really make much of an impact in his time at CSU, but 
this is a chance, you know, they have a chance this year for him to really work his way into the offense. Obviously, it's a pretty talented tight end group with Trey McBride and Cameron Butler, but Griffin Hammer listed at six foot four, two 238 pounds. You can definitely tell he added some muscle over the last year. His arms looking bigger, legs looking bigger. Uh, he's not quite as strong of a blocker as Trey McBride or Cam Butler, but he runs better than both of them in the open field, has potential to be a really dangerous target in the passing game, especially with you know, if you can get the running game going, work it off play action, get him on a linebacker. He's going to be too fast for most of them. He's got great size too, so tough for a corner. And then, you know, if you if you do bring a corner on him, then you're opening things up for a wide receiver. So he's just a guy that can really stretch a defense. I love the, the ability to, you know, have a guy that can outrun a linebacker and and just stretch the field. CSU hasn't done that in like five or six years, and it's been really frustrating. Uh, I, I do think we'll see the tight ends a lot this year. The way Bobo has talked to us, it, it, he's kind of implied that he thinks they'll run a lot of tight end sets as well, but it'll be interesting. Look for Griffin Hammer to to potentially, you know, be a nice little passing threat for, for Colin Hill this year. I think he's a guy who could be a nice red zone target. Moving on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit just about the offensive line. I've been pretty open that it's tough to judge quality offensive line play, especially in fall camp, because we're pretty much just watching them, you know, do indie drills or work with Dave Johnson. Uh, when Dave Johnson yells at someone, it's obvious that they messed up, but, you know, the intricacies of hand placement, footwork, all that stuff, pretty tough to identify especially just in these drills where they're blocking each other. Uh, that said, Keith Williams is a guy who seems to be much more comfortable. He looks huge out there, one of the bigger linemen on the team for sure. Uh, standing next to TJ Stormont, they're both listed at 6'7". Stormont is obviously the JUCO transfer. Keith Williams is definitely every bit of 6'7". Stormont, honestly, I think is more like 6'5". I'm pretty skeptical of that, uh, just because they were standing next to each other today and Williams had every bit of two inches on him, but he seems to be moving well. His, uh, Johnson credited his flexibility and strength. We're definitely seeing it out there. He's a guy that CSU is going to need him, you know, Jeff Taylor, Barry Wesley, some of these, some of the few guys that actually have experience and that have been around. The Rams are just going to need them to step up. I've liked what I've seen out of Keith Williams. You know, I don't, I don't want to say he's the next Ty St. Bradley or something like that, but he could be a pretty good right tackle for this team. Be interested to see, you know, how he ends up developing. All right, we're going to take a quick break here uh, and, you know, hear about Breckenridge Brewery. But afterwards, I'm going to talk about why a couple of former CSU players may be poised for big seasons in the NFL. Going to be a lot of fun. Did some research, have some great articles to talk about regarding these guys. Definitely don't want to miss that. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale, 
But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. As I said before the break, we're going to talk a little bit about some NFL guys that have potential to have nice seasons. These are all former CSU players, of course. This is the BSN Rams podcast, but we're just going to start off with an easy one, and that is Michael Gallup, who you are going to want to draft in your fantasy league, folks. Now, I know Gallup didn't have quite as productive of a rookie season as a lot of CSU fans were hoping for, probably expected him to have. Part of that was Dallas, they really relied on the run game. Then after the Amari Cooper trade, he kind of absorbed a lot of the pass production, but Gallup obviously had some nice plays, had a couple of really nice uh, highlight catches that that you know blew up on the internet and stuff. So not like it was an unproductive rookie season for Gallup, but I think we're really going to see him take it to a to a new level this year. Similarly to how in year two at CSU he just blew up. We really started to see him make strides at the end of year one in the offense, but in year two is when he really took off with Nick Stevens. Really, a lot of parallels with his situation in Dallas to when he was at CSU. You have a good quarterback in Nick Stevens and Dak Prescott, but neither one of them is somebody that I would consider a great quarterback. They're guys who, you know, they can run the offense, they're smart, they typically don't turn the football over a whole lot, uh, but they aren't gonna they aren't gonna wow anyone with a with a rocket arm or anything like that. It's all about ball placement and getting getting the football into the hand of your superstars. The Cowboys, you know, they have they have Amari Cooper on the outside. They acquired Randall Cobb as well in the over the offseason. But with Zeke Elliott potentially holding out, I think Dallas is probably going to push more on the passing game, and that's where Michael Gallup's going to come in. Listen to this quote from Dan, uh, David Hellman. He's the beat writer for the DallasCowboys.com. So, you know, the Mike Brohart of the Dallas Cowboys. And David says, it's hard to understate how big slash important I think it is that Michael Gallup is out here kicking butt and taking names, getting every rep with Dak every single day. It's only August, so who knows? We'll see. But he looks very much like a guy who's about to break out. And I couldn't agree more. David would obviously know better than me. He's there every day. He sees it. But I know Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup is a freaking stud, man. Michael Gallup is absolutely a star receiver in the NFL and I hope that the Cowboys use him in the offense in the way that they should because that guy can really put up numbers we saw it in Fort Collins he'll catch anything if you put it in his vicinity so let's go Cowboys let's go Michael Gallup let's I want a big year out of you moving on Richard Higgins another former CSU wide receiver he is a guy who really pretty quiet NFL career thus far but you can definitely tell that he's established himself well within the organization. The coaching staff, whenever they do talk about him, seem to say good things. Everyone talks about how hard of a worker he is. And, you know, he and Baker Mayfield have really developed a nice rapport. The Browns fans and blockers seem to like him. 
Richard Higgins always posting pictures of his dog Astro, and you know just him strutting. Typical Richard Hollywood Higgins stuff. It's what makes him so lovable. That great smile that we all got to see in Fort Collins for a couple of years. But I really think that this is a chance for Richard Higgins to establish himself as the number three wide receiver. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. is their number one. You got Jarvis Landry, another really talented wide receiver as well at the two. But that number three spot seems to be kind of open for the taking. They do have Antonio Callaway, who is incredibly speedy, has a lot of potential. But according to a lot of the Browns beat writers that I've been following, Callaway has been incredibly inconsistent throughout camps. He's had really great highs, peaks, but also a lot of lows, just way too inconsistent. Listen to what Dan Joostick of the fan-sided had to say about Rashard Higgins being primed to take over the Cleveland Browns' number three wide receiver role. Higgins may not be making spectacular catches all over the field during camp, but he seems to always put himself in position to make a play. And because he built great chemistry with Mayfield during the 2018 campaign, Mayfield can trust Higgins will be there when he needs to be and let Mayfield make throws in tight windows knowing Higgins can make the play. The point is, is that Higgins is just reliable. If you throw it, he'll catch it. He's not going to burn you away with phenomenal speed. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the strongest guy in the world. But he can line up on the outside. He can line up on the inside. He's incredibly versatile. Great hands. An awesome teammate. Always goes hard in practice. Those are the kind of guys that last in the league. And I think Richard Higgins has set himself up nicely to have the best season of his career in 2019. Alright, moving on, we are going to talk a little bit about Preston Williams, who apparently is going to be the Rookie of the Year. Every single day, and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to overreact, but literally every single day, the Dolphins beat writers are blowing up about Preston Williams. The Dolphins account are constantly sharing articles. A couple of days ago, we saw a video where uh, where Preston burns the corner in the corner, ah, burns the cornerback in the corner of the end zone. That's a tongue twister. And hauls in a really nice touchdown, double taps the toes in the back corner, makes sure they get two feet in. It's not college anymore. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, they share him burning another guy for a 40-yard touchdown on a strike. Really just lighting it up in Miami. As I've said before, Joe Shad's been all over him. But the their Miami Reporter Herald had a interesting column and basically laid out how Preston Williams was a guy that they valued extremely highly. If you're talking about sheerly just football abilities, they viewed him as a second or third round pick. But it was the off-field stuff that, you know, let him slide. But I guess it's worked out for him in the well that in the end. That's kind of what this column says. I'm going to read just a little bit of it for you, and that's the most impressive wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins practice field Monday, the guy who caught a handful of passes, including a 40-yard touchdown, the most impressive rookie of training camp so far, the player who has consistently shown up workout after workout and factored in what has happened on the field, doing so in such obvious fashion that everyone is noticing, and we're talking about the same person, Preston Williams. The rookie wide receiver out of Colorado State has been a revelation since he joined the team as an undrafted free agent in the offseason. He has played unlike any undrafted free agent in recent memory, and that draft status or lack of it seems incongruent with that and with what Williams has shown on the field. That's because it is incongruent. 
because the Dolphins believe Williams would have been a second-round pick if the NFL teams had judged him on his football talent alone last April. That means the Dolphins believe Williams, 6'5 and 218 pounds with 4'5 speed in the 40-yard dash, would have been a second or third round selection. It's clear that he's tearing it up. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how that translates in the regular season. Sometimes guys tear it up in camp and then they don't actually end up factoring into the offense. But with how consistent it, Williams' hype has been, it seems to be it seems to me that, you know, he's in for a big year. I'm rooting for him. You know, off the field, kind of a question mark. We've heard some not-so-great things from former teammates, but he's a guy who was always polite to me. Always, you know, we didn't get to talk to him a whole lot. Uh, I don't think CSU trusted him, but his football ability is undeniable, and he's making the most of his opportunity, and that's all you can do. When you make mistakes, you got to put them past you and keep grinding. That's what Preston Williams is trying to do. You know, he had to mature. He had to grow up. I hope that he's done so because he has a great opportunity to really succeed, really make a lot of money, make something of himself, and we wish him all the best. All right, we're, we're wrapping things up on this segment, but finally wanted to mention Shaquille Barrett with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Really a stellar backup slash, you know, spot starter for them at linebacker over the last couple of years. He's down in Tampa Bay looking at some of their training camp notes. Uh, they were in a period the other day. During one of the team's practice periods, Shaqy was lined up on the defense's right side, wrapped all the way around Blaine Gabbard's front shoulder. The play was blown dead because Barrett would have had an easy sack. That's the kind of stuff that Shaq brings to a defense. He was always productive in the limited role with the Broncos. I think in a chance to play consistent snaps, he's really going to show what he can do. And, you know, not to mention just one of the all-around good dudes that have played for CSU. You know, the point of this segment is not necessarily just to talk about good dudes. It's to talk about dudes that can play, and Shaq is certainly someone that can play. But it's it's hard not to root for a guy like Shaq Barrett. Just an incredibly genuine person. Last year at the Rocky Mountain Showdown, before the game, I was talking to him on the sideline. He he knew who I was, first off, which, I'm going to be honest, that kind of rocked my world. I couldn't believe it. He was like, oh, I, Justin, yeah, yeah, I follow you on Twitter, right? And I was just like, oh my god, this is insane. Shaquille Barrett knows who I am. But, anyways... Shaq Barrett, poised for a big opportunity in Tampa Bay. More than just a good dude. Terrific linebacker. Hoping to see him, you know, pile up the sacks. Maybe get some money. We're going to come take a quick break real quick. But when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Broncos preseason game and Josh Watson. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. 
you get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS, all one word, to join the family today. We're just about done with today's episode, but I wanted to briefly talk about the Broncos preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks. That will be Thursday night. Uh, This isn't a Broncos podcast, so we're not really going to dive into it deeply or anything like that. From a CSU Rams perspective, it's an opportunity for Josh Watson to continue to prove himself. He's had a pretty nice showing in camp based on what I've heard from all of the the Broncos beat writers, but he's a guy who is going to really have to prove himself because honestly, as an undrafted guy, your leash is going to be pretty short. He is a guy who plays with great physicality. Uh, I, I don't think he necessarily always likes to play within a defense, and that can really hurt you at the next level, so these game scenarios are going to be really big for him. They're going to show a lot more than practice, and a sen- you know, you're just going to get a sense of who Josh Watson is as a linebacker. I think in this first preseason game against Seattle, we might see a little bit more of the starters. That's what Vic Fangio told the media earlier this week, so who knows how much Josh will actually play, but I'm sure CSU Rams fans will be wishing him well. Uh, aside from... Josh Watson, this game is really only interesting for, you know, you get to see Drew Locke again, Brett Rippon, former Boise State guy. You get to see Paxton Lynch, though, with the Seattle Seahawks, and that's really intriguing to me. And You know, one of the, the many Elway blunders since he has taken over as general manager. I'm not going to really bash on him or anything like that. Like I said, not the point of this podcast, but preseason football, man, it's... It's something. It's not good, but it's something. Anyways, we'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. We're going to talk a little CSU hoops tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to it. If you're you're craving basketball like I am, you are going to enjoy tomorrow's podcast. Thanks for listening.